What up and welcome to your weekly dose of realness on the Quit the Shit Mindful Manifestation Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Hannah Hefferton. Think of me as your mindful manifestation bestie that's as passionate about your inner transformation into your highest self as she is about her reality TV addiction. On this podcast, we're talking all things mindset, manifestation, and creating your best life using the law of attraction with a little help from the universe. If you're ready to start living your next level Lux life as your bougie badass self, all while being grounded, genuine, and grateful, then this podcast is for you. So if you're ready, grab yourself a bottle of water, a mug of hot coffee, or even a big-ass glass of your favorite bubbly, and let's get started. What up and welcome back to the Quit This Shit Mindful Manifestation Podcast, everybody. Hello, how are we? I am doing great. For those of you that are brand new to the Quit the Shit Mindful Manifestation podcast, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Hannah Lee. I'm a mindful manifestation expert. You can essentially call me your mindful manifestation bestie. And on this podcast, we are talking about all things manifestation, mindfulness, law of attraction, creating your best life using your vibes. So, Welcome, welcome. I want to say thank you so much. I am uber grateful for you guys for pressing play on my podcast today. I have a super juicy episode for you guys. I have the Carly Polkosnik from Your Girl Carly. You may know her from TikTok. She is like TBH TikTok famous, I want to say. She's just killing it influencer wise. And that's what we're going to be talking about on today's episode is just how to apply manifestation to an influencer career, if that is something that you guys are interested in. And I'm just essentially picking her brain on all things influency <laughs> and manifestation. Wow, what a great intro. Okay, so, <laughs> but basically, I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. I had so much fun recording this with Carly. We were talking about just how we connected online, and honestly... I don't fucking remember. I have no idea. I know I started following her on Instagram and was like, this chick's energy is exactly what I need. It's my vibe. So knew I wanted to have her on the podcast immediately. And so, yeah, I actually wrote down in my journal like months ago that I would be interviewing Carly on my podcast. And here we are. So super excited to bring this episode to you guys. Before we get into it, just want to let you know, this week's sponsor is my revamped revamp bootcamp. <laughs> so it's essentially the revamp bootcamp 2.0. Let me give you a little bit of a backstory on this. This is a self-study course that I created last year. So probably like a month-ish after I had quit my full-time job and I was like, I'm going to go full-time with my manifestation coaching business. It's going to pop off. I'm going to be super successful. It ain't going to be a thing. Mm. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Um, plot twist. Yeah, that's it. Plot twist. That didn't happen. Anyways, I essentially put out this self-study course, the revamp boot camp last summer, and it didn't sell. And I think there's a reason for that. I think it's the universe's way of telling me, sis, you better reevaluate this because I feel like I rushed it to put it out. Like I wanted to have a passive product on the market, but I just kind of like threw some stuff together and was like, here's a course. And then 
obviously it didn't sell. So I took it off my sales page and everything. And then recently I was like, I feel like that course just needs to be revamped itself. Like I need to revamp the revamp bootcamp. So that's exactly what I did. And so basically this course is for you if you don't want to invest with a coach yet. You're like, I want to make an investment in my personal development, but I don't want to commit to a coach right now. Like I just want to make some sort of investment but you're not ready for that commitment of a coach. So this is perfect for you. And it is self-study, so you can do it on your own time. So essentially what the Revamp Bootcamp does is we get you clear on what your goals are and we model them after SMART goals. So if you guys haven't heard of what SMART goals are yet, then just sign up for the course. Then we take a look at what your current habits and routines and rituals are like and whether or not they support the manifestation of that goal happening. You know what I mean? So we're going to be taking a look at your health and fitness routines, your career and personal development routines, your morning routines, night routines, your habits around your spending, your wealth management, all this kind of stuff, even like your habits around how you think on a day-to-day basis, right? And what you talk about with other people and all that fun stuff. So it is six modules and in each module, you will get a downloadable PDF workbook that I highly suggest you print off and just write in because there's just something to be said about like putting the pen to paper. But if you want to type in it, you can do that too. And also you get a audio training in every single module. It's not like a video training. It's literally just the audio. And I wanted to do it in this way because for me, like I was thinking, okay, if I was going to sign up for a course like this, what would I value? What would I want? How would I want it to go? Like how would I want to consume the content? So essentially what I did is I created audio trainings that are like little mini podcast episodes, but trainings at the same time so that I'm respecting your time. You can listen to the trainings while you're driving to work, while you're at the gym, while you're doing laundry, cooking dinner, walking your dogs, whatever it is that you're doing. And then you can go back to the workbook at your own time. So this is a self-study course. Again, I will reiterate that because there's no coaching for me involved here. So don't feel like this is you signing up for coaching with me. It's just you signing up for a personal development course. Also in the trainings, there's some bonus meditations in there. And then in every single module, I also give you guys resources. So like books, past podcast episodes of mine, podcast episodes from other people that have just helped me along the way and they pertain to each module's content. So Revamp Bootcamp 2.0, there is a link in the bio, link in bio, I'm not on Instagram, geez, um, link in the show notes for you guys to be able to go and purchase your Revamp Bootcamp course today. And I made it at a very sweet price point, if I do say so myself, because again, I want to make this as accessible to as many people as possible. And I understand that not a lot of people are ready to commit to like the higher ticket items, like one-on-one coaching. So yeah, go check it out. There's more information through the link in the show notes on the program and what else is included, what is expected, and if this is for you or not. So go check it out and go grab your revamp bootcamp. And if you do grab one, shoot me an email. My email is also in the show notes. If you have any like issues or even if you just want to give me some feedback on how you found the course, let me know. Would love to hear. Okay, longest fucking intro ever, but... <laughs> Let's get into this amazing interview with Carly. And I have just always been fascinated with the influencer lifestyle. I remember back when like beauty 
became a huge thing on YouTube and the beauty community like popped off. And I remember I wanted to do that. I wanted to record YouTube videos of me doing my makeup and I would literally sit at my vanity and like pretend that I was recording a video every time I did my makeup. But I never ever took the leap because I was so fucking scared of what people would say, what people would think about me, if they would be like, who the fuck does she think she is doing makeup and like teaching people how to do it? Funny enough, I actually was hired on by Stila afterwards to do like some promo stuff for them. Um, And then I also did makeup for like a few weddings and for other people. So I actually was talented, but I sold myself short on getting into the influencer space because I feel like a lot of people have this negative connotation when they think of an influencer. Like I feel as though people are like, oh, well, yeah, okay, but when are you going to get a real job? And it's like, yo, influencing is a real fucking job. Like There's so much to it and Carly goes in depth and she explains it all to me because I had no idea. And so really this was like an episode for me too (laughs) so that I could learn. Um, But yeah, let's get into this week's episode with your girl Carly. All right. So guys, it is about to pop off here on the Quit This Shit Mindful Manifestation podcast because I have the Carly, and I don't want to butcher your last name. Um, is it Polska? <laughs> How do you pronounce your last name? It's, <laughs> it's Polkosnik. Polkosnik. Okay, perfect. So I've got Carly Polkosnik from Your Girl Carly here with me. She's got over 85,000 followers and just hit a million views on TikTok. She's the host of the Hey Bitches podcast, which is fucking hilarious, by the way. So relatable. So definitely go check that out after you listen to this episode. And she's killing the influencer game. So guys, if you are an aspiring influencer or you want to learn how to create the biggest impact possible online while radiating confidence and charisma, this is the episode for you. Carly preaches body positivity and being your most authentic, genuine self. And she uses manifestation as a tool to crush her career goals. So we stand. Um, so welcome to the pod, Carly. Thank you so much for hopping on this week. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so excited. I'm so, I, I love being on other people's podcasts, honestly. Right? <laughs> and I, I'm trying to remember right before I hopped on the call, I was trying to remember like, how did I find you? Like, I know I found you on Instagram, but I don't know what led to it. And then I was just thinking like, I, it was meant to be because you started talking about like manifestation and how you're using it for your career goals. And I was like, okay, I need to, I need to connect with Carly. And I love that we're both in Alberta too. I'm trying to like geographically network, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I love it. Um, I honestly don't know. I have this, like, I swear I have like friendship amnesia. Like every, every time somebody's like, how did we even start talking again? It's like internet friends that I've had for years. And I'm like, I truly could not tell you. I don't know. I don't know who slid in whose DMs. I don't know who saw what, like, (laughs) yeah. A hundred percent. I don't know. I know. It's just like, we, we just connected and it just happened. It just happened. Yeah. So perfect. Okay. So let's get into a couple of our, I I like to call them like appetizer questions. So it's basically just to get the audience to get to know you a little bit better. And so my first question for you is what is your horoscope sign? I'm a cancer. Oh, bless. (laughs) I love it. I'm a little emotional water baby. (laughs) Do you know your moon and your rising signs? I am a Gemini moon and a, a Libra rising. Let me double check that. Okay. Um, but I'm like 99. Hold on. <laughs> uh, I'm literally checking my co-star right now. <laughs> Love um, 
My sun is in Cancer. I am a Gemini moon and a Libra Libra rising. Interesting. Amazing. <laughs> I um yeah, I have one of my best friends. She's a Gemini moon and my other best friend is a Libra rising. So this makes perfect sense. Awesome. <laughs> I am the <laughs> conglomeration of the two. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Okay. So my next question for you is I- what is your most favorite feeling in the world and why? my most favorite feeling in the world which should come as no surprise to anybody because I am like an emotional little cancer baby (laughs) um is being in love with the people around me and I don't mean like romantically in love I mean like on a supportive friendship relationship type of level I am so incredibly blessed to be surrounded by so many people who love me and appreciate me and care about what I'm doing and like have hands in what I'm doing that I want to be able to outpour that love that they give to me like back into them. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's so crazy for me because in this last year, like 2019 changed my life Mm -hmm. and it also strengthened every single one of my friendship bonds and now the whole friend group is doing like cool things and we're all having like a great time so I would say I don't really even know if I answered the question with one feeling but like that's (laughs) that's the answer (laughs) yeah no I totally get what you mean it's like I think it speaks to like being in I like to call them an energetic vessel so like you are in a group with people who are like-minded you're all there to see each other win and then you celebrate the wins together and so that feeling of being able to like celebrate that push each other to grow push each other to do better and just the love that comes with that I totally know what you mean so absolutely I also um I call this the five people theory yeah we talk about this a little bit on my podcast but it's like you are the product of like the five people you surround yourself with and the five books that you read and the five like news outlets you consume and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. by strengthening those relationships with the people that I think help me the most in every single way in my my life, my life has like taken off yeah. exponentially. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. I've heard that theory too. And it's so true. Cause like when you shift out of like, or when you're, when you're five, shifts a little bit like when something changes you notice that change so like when you're you know the books that you're reading maybe you're reading like just a certain genre before and then you shift to focusing on like for me it was shifting from just like fiction to personal development and then I was like holy shit like I feel like so many doors just opened up for me that would have remained closed if I didn't like just make that tiny little shift so love that Okay. So do you have a morning routine? (laughs) I am a psycho for morning routines. Love it. I love morning routines. And the funny thing is, is so like my best friend is not a morning person. I'm a morning person. I wake up at 5 a.m. Yeah. And my best friend is not, and she's been staying at my house recently. And so I'm like, good morning. And she's like, I'm going to burn the house down. (laughs) But When I'm alone, much like this morning, this is how uh, my morning routine goes. So I wake up in the morning. It's 5 a.m. I put all of these LED lights in my room and it's like the best decision I've ever made because in the morning they hook up to my Alexa, like everything is great. They Mm. turn on and it's the sunrise setting because like I hate artificial light. 
Yeah. Which is funny because like LEDs are artificial, but like they simulate the sun rising. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is so nice, especially because like Alberta, it, the sun sets at like 4 p.m. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's brutal. <laughs> so it's so bad. But my lights go off. I'm chilling. I'm having a great time. And then the first thing I do in the morning is like wake up, change into something that's not my pajamas. Because if I stay in my pajamas all day, I will not do anything. Mm. Ironically, I'm still wearing my pajamas today. But <laughs> uh, I, I change. Yeah. Um, and then in the morning, I'll just like go into my bathroom, brush my teeth, wash my face. And then the first thing I do is chug half a liter of water in the morning. Nice. Because I'm also like a crazy hydration person and I always have been. I own like three different types of this one water bottle and they're just always <laughs> somewhere in my house. And I'm like, oh, I could drink some water. Yeah. So always do that. And by that time, it's probably like 5.15. Like we're really only 15 minutes in. Yeah. And so I go back into my room. I always make my bed in the morning. And that's something that I never used to do. Um, it's only a recent development, but it, it's so nice. Such a game changer. Yeah. Making your bed in the morning. Like you don't think it's that big of a deal, but when you make your bed in the morning, it's so nice. Yeah, like, it is. You're like, you I know how feel, to adult now. Like, Yeah. You feel so <laughs> accomplished and like not messy, which is crazy because I'm a so messy and yeah. making my bed just makes me feel like I got my shit together. Yeah. <laughs> For but real. anyways, so I make my bed. Now, what I forgot to mention, this whole time, so I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is like pop my AirPods in and I listen to my subliminals playlist. Mm. So um, during all of this, it's probably like 20-ish minutes um, and it's just like a playlist of all these different subliminals that I currently am listening to to improve my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so like on there, there's like a dream career and uh, perfect teeth and ideal or like increase of social media following all this kind of stuff and like subliminals work with your subconscious mind so it like it's like music it's like music box music is the one that I listen to and and underneath it is like subliminal messaging about the thing that you're trying to manifest into your life Mm -hmm. and so in the morning I literally wake up pop my headphones in and I just like listen to my subliminals while I like do my thing yeah and it's so nice because like it's such a slow morning and all the lights are off and it's just like cozy and then I'm just listening to my subliminals just chilling. So probably around the 20 minute mark is when my subliminals are done and that's also when my bed is done being made. So I go straight from subliminals into manifestation. Yay! So I sit there in my made bed, which is everything. I also turned my diffuser on at some point in this day or in this like 20 minutes. So like my room is like a sanctuary at this point. It's like 5.30 in the morning. (laughs) And um, I sit there and I manifest. And so I used to, it's like a manifest meditation situation, kind of not kind of is. But in the morning, I used to meditate, manifest, say affirmations and pray. Mm -hmm. And like, I still do all of it but I do it kind of more in a, a streamlined way. Yeah. So I'm, I'm manifest for probably like 15 minutes. Now, the one that I like um, is like a 30-day manifestation challenge. You listen to the same thing over and over and over again for 30 days and you pick one big thing that you want to manifest in your life for the next 30 days and you do it for 30 days and 
so for the 30 days, I kind of like messed myself up because I started it halfway through the winter. So I've taken the last three weeks off so I can like be in sync with like each month. Right. So, but anyways, I sit there and I, I sit there with my eyes closed and I envision my, whatever I'm manifesting. My current, my last one was like a million followers on TikTok. So we're trending. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I sit there and I do that. And then after I'm done manifesting, it's probably like 540. I say some affirmations. So a lot of the time my affirmations have to do with um, the thing that I'm manifesting or any of my subliminals. So it's like, I have my dream career. Like I live in Los Angeles. I work in my dream career. I am happy and excited about the life that I live, like all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I take a moment and pray and like, people are like, Oh, what the fuck? Like, sorry, you just did this whole manifestation routine, like y- with your witchy bullshit. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but <laughs> like, I'm, I'm also religious. So like, yeah, I'll still pray in the morning. Yeah. So I do a quick little five minute prayer and I always like what has been game changing is I pray out loud and like a lot of people don't and it was so scary to do it first because you're sitting there and you're like do I sound crazy <laughs> right and but it's so liberating to pray out loud so like I only pray out loud now mm-hmm. and whatever pray out loud go about my day it's probably like six at this point yeah and just just to preface like even when I was working I wouldn't leave my house till like 8.30. So like I got hours left in the day. Yeah. But at this point, normally what I do is go into my office, which is where I am right now, and just like do all of my social media stuff. So like I have a spreadsheet that I like just track all my stuff. I look at my calendar, all that. And then for the rest of the day, I kind of just do like normal things, like get ready and like shower and all that kind of stuff. But like that first little bit, the first hour of my morning routine is like so important and effective. Mm-hmm. And I do it every morning. And I'm such like a crazy morning routine person. <laughs> I fucking love every single piece of that. <laughs> like it's so, it just resonates with me so much because I am a crazy morning person too. Like I will get up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Even if I don't have to do anything else that day, I literally just want to get up with the sun. And like you said, create like a little sanctuary in my room, like make my bed and then take that time to like check my energy, check myself. And it's so fucking effective. And I, I know. Love, I love how like you're, and, and this is especially valuable for people who are like, oh fuck, like I can't get up early and do a morning routine and blah, blah, blah. Like your point to listening to subliminals, like you do that while you're doing other shit. And that's, it's, it's so fucking easy to do. So guys, if you are making excuses to not implement some sort of manifestation ritual into a morning routine, you have no excuses now. Pop in your headphones, listen to some subliminals and like manifest the shit out of your life. Like it's super easy. (laughs) When I was like working out consistently too, because like we've got a treadmill in my house. So at one point when I was feeling very motivated, I would wake up and work out. Currently don't do that. But (laughs) I would wake up, work out and listen to like whatever was motivating me like in the workout, but I would always take time to stretch after because like I grew up a competitive dancer. So like stretching is like very much a big part for me. Mm -hmm. So when I was doing that, I would take 20 minutes to stretch and my subliminal playlist is 20 minutes. So I was like, this is perfect because it's like relaxing, but it's multitasking. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. You're like, yeah, you're getting all the things done, but you're still manifesting your best life at the same time. I feel like people get tripped up where they're like, oh fuck, do I have to do like a two hour morning routine where I'm like sitting there? And it's like, no, you can like five minutes, like start with like five minutes and then build Mm -hmm. it up. And if five minutes is all you, you can do cool. Like at least you did it. You know what I mean? It's so so easy. It's so much easier than people think it is. is. (laughs) Seriously. And it kind of ties into like, like you were talking about praying and this is something that I've started to do again recently. Like I have not prayed since I was probably like eight years old, like TBH, because I don't know, like I just, I, I didn't go to church regularly or anything like that, but I grew up, my mom's side of the family was very religious. And so it was just always ingrained in me. Like you just, you pray, like when you wake up, when you go to bed, you just say, thank you for what you have. And I remembered this the other day and I was like, holy shit, I need to start doing that again because it does make a difference. Like even if, even if you're not religious per se, praying in itself is just, I feel like another part of a manifestation process. It's you just asking for support, asking for guidance in the unseen, whether you tie it to religion or not. So I love that you threw that in there. And I think that more people should be open to that and not be like, oh, well, if I pray, like, is it going to contradict, like you were talking about the witchy stuff that I do. It's like, no, it can all be meshed together and everything will be fine. The world's not going to blow up. (laughs) So yeah, I have such like a crazy example and experience for that, which kind of ties into like the next question, which is what is the craziest thing I've ever manifested? Yeah. And this was the craziest day of my life and it has been since it happened and it directly ties in with spirituality, my life as an influencer, like Christianity, all that kind of like craziness. And so before we, I guess, get into this on your point of like Christianity, I didn't grow, no one in my family is religious. Mm. Um, I got to explore religion on my own. So like I got to make the choice in high school, like obviously this all started with the boy, but like (laughs) <laughs> I like started going to church like cuz this boy invited me to church and I was like all right and then I loved it. So then I like continued on to church. And yeah. now I'm like I'm religious. I've got, got like a few like religious tattoos like I just I do Christianity like on my own, you mm-hmm. know, like I do it for me type of thing. Yeah. So I'm like a very like I guess fluid Christian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I feel like that's important to set the scene of the story I'm about to tell. So Sundays Sundays for me are days where I blast like my faith playlist and clean my house. Mm -hmm. And so I wake up this morning and do my normal routine. So this morning I woke up. I also, I think at that point was like meditating on top of manifesting and praying. So I would wake up. This is before I got into subliminals. So like subliminals took place of my meditation. So like I switched them out. But anyways, I woke up and I was like, okay, I'll do meditation. 10 minute meditation on headspace, like nothing, nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. And every single time that, I don't know if any of you guys have done a headspace med- meditation, but basically the guy is like, okay, and like, let's do a body scan. And you go through your body and you kind of identify like what's going on in your body. So every single time I would do that, I would like visualize myself in that exact same situation, like out of body. So like mm-hmm. see myself sitting in my bed, mat- like meditating. And like my body scan would be me like in bed. And then as I would go through my body, like the part of my body that I just would like glow like yellow Ooh. in my head. 
So this is how I like visualized myself going through a body scan. So I like, I knew when this light passes over my shoulders, like I know there's nothing that I'm struggling with in that certain area. And that's how I would do like a body scan and meditation and never thought anything of it. Just like, that's just how I did meditation. And so this one day, like consistently forever for all of the times that I've ever meditated and all the time since the color is yellow. And I don't really think it has anything to do with anything. It's just because when I'm thinking body scan, I'm thinking like, it's early in the morning. The sun is out. Like it's like Mm. a light color. Like that's it. This day, my whole body was purple. And I was like, what's going on? And I was like, no matter how hard I tried to think about turning yellow, I don't know why I was so invested in this, but like, I was like, what's going on? My whole body was just like glowing purple during this body scan. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And like the body scan is only like two minutes in a 10 minute meditation. So like finished my body scan, continued on, cleared my mind, whatever. I finished my meditation. I say my prayers. Now at this point, this was when I lost my job the first time. Um, which I guess we'll get more into like when we talk about my, my influencer life, Yeah. but this is when I lost my job the first time. So this was probably a month after I had lost my job and I was like, fuck, like I'm kind of struggling financially. I really wish like I could close some deals or have like some money flow into my life and blah, 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 blah. And so I said this in my affirmations and then I prayed on it mm-hmm. as well. So Um, I finished all that, whatever. And I come into my office and I do like the rest of my routine. I check my emails. I blah, 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 blah. I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, but like glowing purple is kind of (laughs) weird. So (laughs) I get on Google and I'm like purple aura, blah, blah, like trying to figure this out. Yeah. I come across this. Okay. This is where it gets like so left field when I explain this to people and people are like, Carly, like, are you good? And I'm like, listen, <laughs> just yeah, listen. Like <laughs> so in Christianity, there are the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. One of them is divine wisdom, which is kind of almost like precognition or like, I don't want to say future telling, but like future telling. Yeah. Like where you can like <laughs> see, you have like a divine wisdom or you have like a like a premonition really kind of kind of or you have like a really good discernment of like how things are going to happen type Mm -hmm. of thing it's not that like i close my eyes i can tell the future right you know but like you have just like a good understanding yeah and so i was searching and purple like the purple chakra in whatever like that vein i don't even know what to call it the purple chakra is the one that floats above your head the crown yeah Yes. And so it's like the higher power one, whatever. It also leads to premonition, visualization outside of your body, like future telling, like precognition, all this stuff. And like, I was like, okay, that's kind of freaky because (laughs) literally also the weekend before I had just gone into like a Christianity retreat. Yeah. So we like did a whole huge day about seven gifts of the Holy Spirit and kind of just talked about like what we think we have. And I was like, and also I should, I should preface like with the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit are like on a sliding scale. So it's like a zero to a hundred, like you can have a 2%, (laughs) you can have 98%. Like, it's not like everybody who's like, I have divine wisdom or I have discernment or I have the power of healing can like cure smallpox. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's not even an issue, but like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So anyways, 
I had had this big discussion about me. I, I was like, I truly think like I've got divine wisdom. And my whole like retreat group was like, we can see that for you. And I was like, okay, T, because I've never told that to anybody before. <laughs> so I promise you this has an ending. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So on one hand, we've got seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, divine wisdom. On the other hand, we've got a purple shocker going on. I feel like this is totally me. And then I look deeper into it and it like, it has a lot to do with dreams and something that is so freaky is I don't dream. Ever. Really? Ever. The only times I have ever dreamed are warnings. Like I had a dream about my, my, all my teeth falling out with my like ex fiance there and all this stuff. And that is like the day before I found out all the shit that crumbled our relationship. And then I also had this like crazy dream about my mom on a highway and I was running behind this car and I watched it flip and roll. And then two days later, my mom got held at gunpoint in a, like a parking lot. What the fuck? (laughs) Holy shit. And so those were isolated years apart incidences. And then I'm sitting here in my office and I'm like, oh my fucking God. (laughs) Oh my fucking God. (laughs) So I'm like, what's going on? Like, what? <laughs> and then to top it all off, I log into my email and I have three emails that are like, yes, approved, brand deal approved. Here's the money, blah, blah, blah. And I make like $3,000 in a day. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. So that I guess like is the craziest thing that I've ever manifested slash has had happened to me yeah. spiritually. And it was like not even intentional. Like it was literally the same shit that I do every day. Yeah. And then that day was just like surprise, bitch. And I was like, like oh, okay. I fucking love that. That is cray. Okay, so so much to unpack here. It's like holy shit, your mom got held at gunpoint. I was not expecting that story, but glad she's okay. <laughs> like, she's all good. This was years ago, but she's yeah, good. Yeah. She's good now. The guy went to jail. Everything's fine. <laughs> nice. Okay, love that. Love that for her. Um, yeah, that is crazy though, and I, I think it's crazy too that you don't dream unless it's in the morning, and then every time you dream, it's like a it just, it all makes sense. Like it all ties in together. It's like why you were like, Hmm, why am I purple this morning? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. That is it amazing. Was, I felt, I felt literally crazy explaining it to people, but I was like, you don't understand what I'm feeling when I like all of the pieces are just like clicking together. And I'm yeah. like sitting here getting my mind rocked yeah. by the universe. <laughs> and I'm like, help, like what's going on? Yeah. Right? The universe will do that from time to time. And it's fucking crazy when it does. It's like, bro, can you just like chill for a second? Like I can't comprehend. Literally. (laughs) Just like, just stop stepping on my neck. Just let me breathe just one second. Like, please. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fuck. I love it. So my next question for you is who inspires you the most and why? This is kind of a hard question because I don't like to look at anybody else's shit. Mm. and so I consistently contemplate unfollowing everybody on Instagram every single day (laughs) because (laughs) (laughs) not because I don't like anyone because like I love everybody but like I just sit there and I'm like damn I'm getting so influenced by this content 
it's making me feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. What do I do about that? How do I find it? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so I feel like that question is kind of hard because I also feel like it's where I'm at in my life. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I'm a big reader. Like I love to read. So for example, when I was like, try to craft an, an effective morning routine to change my life, I read 5am club. And that was really influential for me and inspiring for me and led to my incredible morning routine that brings me so much like efficiency and effectiveness and also like crazy, also incredible other things. Mm -hmm. And then when I was fired, I read Crushing It by Gary Vee and that was really inspiring because it like kicked my ass. And then right now I'm reading a book called Relentless by Tim Grover, which is basically being like, okay, well, you've achieved x amount of success but you know you're fucking lazy and i was like you right so now i'm reading out yeah literally so now i'm reading that and like i feel like it's i don't have a specific person i don't think who inspires me i would say my favorite blogger consistently for the past couple years is lauren everett's of the skinny confidential i'm obsessed with her obsessed i love her because i feel like we have very similar personalities like she Mm. is like a real ass bitch and like does not care what anybody else says and like talks about whatever she wants and all this stuff and i was like t because i also do that yeah because i am not in the business of being a fake bitch online Mm -hmm. and i think that is like well i guess we'll get into that as well later but like i think that is like a big thing about me being successful online is like i I'm not a fake bitch. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think I think more and more now I'm seeing like people are resonating more with the transparency and the vulnerability that people are offering online because like I think people have kind of been like all right, let's 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 lift the bullshit veil. Like no one's perfect, right? Like life mm-hmm. isn't perfect and Instagram is typically a highlight reel, but I'm seeing more and more there's way more transparency coming through, at least on my feed. And I don't know if that's because I'm strategically following people who are transparent. Um, but yeah, I just, I find that it's so, it's so valuable because I think to, especially in the influencer world, you want to be real, you want to be relatable. And so you want to be like, Hey, I go through shit too. Like everything is not always fucking sunshine and rainbows here. So I love that. And obsessed with Lauren as well. She's like, I have such a girl. I love her. her. She's a badass. (laughs) Blessed she just had her baby. So like. I know. Can't wait to see more about that. (laughs) But um, so cute. Right. So on the topic of influencers, let's get into like how you got started as an influencer and like, was it something that you really wanted to work towards? Like, did you set a plan like, okay, this is what I want to do? Or is it something that just kind of happened for you? So it definitely is not something that just happened for me. Mm. And I feel like in the world of like today's influencers, people think that like influencers are overnight successes. And maybe like three years ago, that was definitely possible. But I started my blog six years ago um, in high school. Mm. So when I was in high school, I was a CFL cheerleader. I cheered in the CFL. And I also applied to be in musical theater school. Now, this was like a big turning point of my life because I got rejected from musical theater school. Mm. And I thought that was the only thing I was going to do with my life. And I was like, what are we going to do now, sis? Yeah. And so (laughs) I took a gap year off and like my high school was incredible. Like I went to the number one leadership high school in Alberta. So we did all of these incredible 
incredible initiatives. We like learned so much about how to help our community from within, within our city and then globally. And like, it was a very small school. It was excelling in sports and academics in drama and like basically everybody around was winning. And so it was like such a crazy experience to grow up in because high school is like so influential for like the person that you become. Mm -hmm. So I just like was set up for success from this high school unknowingly. And I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do with my life now? So like my family, they were like, oh, well, you were really good at XYZ. So in my graduating year, our global charity was World Bicycle Relief. So our school raised $175,000 in six months for World Bicycle Relief, um, which like sounds impressive for the time. Like that was 2014. But now like it's like a low-key competition because they have one every year. I'm sure they're raising $500,000 in six months at this point. Yeah. But uh, so they're like, you're really good at like advertising and like figuring out like how to get people to donate money and blah, blah, blah. Maybe you should go into business. And I was like, I have no other options. So, okay. <laughs> so I applied to business school, but I had a whole year, like, cause I took a year off and I had a whole year to be like, what am I going to do with my life now? And I was like hungry to go to business school. So I literally worked as a receptionist at a car dealership and I sat there on the times that it was slow. I worked at like a luxury car dealership that just opened in like the middle of fucking nowhere. So like we did not have any customers. Yeah. So I would sit there after all of the work that I was done and I'd be like, online business, how to do online business, blah, blah, blah. And eventually I came across a blog and I was like, okay T I could fuck with the blog and like I was immersed so like to this day I can like create an entire website I can code a website and like that is stuff that I learned when I first started my blog and I was so passionate about it and I was like this is so cool like all this kind of stuff so that's where I started and then I got to college and I was like okay so then I started blogging about like what my life is like in college like I had to not re-audition for the CFL because I was in my first year and taking seven classes and all this kind of stuff. So I was like blogging about what my life was like. And then shortly after I got a job for a parkour company because um, I thought I wanted to go into sports marketing. Mm -hmm. So I worked for like the number one parkour person in the world at the time, surprisingly who lived in Edmonton and got to do, I know, right. Got to do all these super cool things. I went to the LA fit expo. I met all these crazy fitness influencers. And this was at a time in my life that where I like, didn't really know what I wanted to do. I think I had like 2000 followers maybe. Mm. And I was just like chilling. And, but the thing is, is like from a very young age, I knew I wanted to do something in the spotlight. So mm. be that as a singer or a dancer or a blah, blah, blah. And then the influencer started happening. And I was like, that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one, please. <laughs> so then I got really, really serious into it. And then in my second and a half year of my degree, I dropped out for nine months. Mm. And I was like, I am going to do influencer stuff full time. So I worked a full time job still, but I dropped out of school. I was like, okay, like I'm still making an income, but... I have more time to really focus on what I want to do. And so yeah. all that time was super valuable, honestly. And I learned so much so quickly. And eventually I did go back to school. I actually graduate this semester, but that was so freaking valuable to me mm -hmm. to like learn all that stuff, put the hustle in and like see something come out of it. Mm -hmm. And then 
after that, um, I went back to school. I was working and I was doing an influencer stuff. And then in March, no, March, May, May of 2019, I lost my job. Mm. And uh, literally I worked the whole day. I got pulled into an office at 4:45 and they were like we're letting you they were like we're letting you go we're making changes to the marketing team like peace out and I was like I literally worked all day I just went to, like for lunch with all of our bosses like what is happening yeah, and it was all? such such a weird blindsidey thing and yeah. I to this day I still don't think that that was like the tea but yeah. whatever so I was like what am I going to do now and for the first time in my life I had money in an emergency fund so I was like I'm just chilling. I am going to do influencer stuff. So then I started doing that. And this is when like life-changing stuff happened. Like I started my podcast and I like started going hard on Instagram and like that my story about like the purple auras and stuff happened like very close to that. And Mm -hmm. my, my friend groups showed themselves in my life. And so I like, that was definitely just a way of the universe being like, you're on the right path, sis. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I just like kept doing it for months and months and months. And then I went to VidCon. I went to all these other incredible influencer things. I made friends. I did all this stuff. Like, and then in September, I went back to school for my second last semester. So September, 2019. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I've just been like, I've just been grinding. That's my influencer journey is like, I wake up every day and I just do it. And like, sometimes it sucks. This morning I woke up at 6 a.m., I truly didn't do any of my morning routine. And I came here because I have a podcast coming out today and I haven't recorded it or <laughs> I haven't edited it yet. Yeah. So I sat here and I was like, okay. And I'm 30 minutes into editing and my eyes are like sandpaper. And I was like, you know what? I need to have a nap. Yeah. So I had a nap to come back and, and edit it at 8 a.m. So, I mean, sometimes I'm on as an influencer and sometimes I'm off. And like both of those are okay. And like that's, I guess, how I became an influencer. love it and it it ties in perfectly to the next question that I'm going to ask you because I wanted to know like how do you balance your influencer role with just your everyday life like are there certain things that you don't share online or is transparency like key for you I know we were talking about it a little bit earlier but what does it look like for you in that space so I guess I'll speak about this on two different things. So mm-hmm. when I was working, like I was working, I was doing influencer stuff full-time and I was going to school full-time. Mm-hmm. And like for reference, I'm graduating my BCom with a major in marketing and a minor in law. So like my workload for everything is very intensive. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, like I have Instagram, YouTube, a podcast, TikTok, blah, 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 blah. Like I own an agency. Like I just am doing stuff. Yeah. On every facet. And I think growing up as a competitive dancer, because I danced competitively for 14 years, I would dance six days a week. I'd always be busy. Mm-hmm. That really taught me how to enjoy being busy. So that's why I think I can like wreck the amount of things that I do every single day and like mm-hmm. not have a mental breakdown. But um, I literally am a psycho calendar person. I wake up every day and I check my calendar. I have a, I have singular content calendars for every single platform that I use. I like love my Google calendar. It's color coded, like no tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I use Google keep, which is like the sticky note application 
for Google Calendar to like do a digital checklist. Everything is integrated on my phone. I only do Apple too, so I can like have everything at any time. Yeah. And so I just like think those efficiencies set me up to not be overwhelmed um, every single day because mm when I was working, like I would obviously, I would work a nine to five. I would come home. I would grind like on the weekends I'd record six videos. So like through the week I could edit them when I was writing midterms and doing like crazy stuff at work and all this kind of stuff. So organization was super, super key. Mm -hmm. And then now that I don't have a job, um, I've truly been slacking a little bit, but it's always like this in the first month of me not having a job. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just like, "Ah." (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm home all the time now but it'll get very boring very quickly for me so we're we're coming to the end of it but uh working from home gives you so much more time Mm -hmm. but the thing is too is it gives you so much more time to do fuck all so it's really hard sometimes for me to motivate myself so I have to leave my house and like I have a home office like it's not like I don't have the resources but like I have to leave my house yeah because if I'm at home I'm like okay, so I could sit here and edit the podcast or I could go watch season three of Sabrina. Yeah. Like, which one will I choose? And, like, <laughs> I don't know until that point. So, um, yeah, like that, I guess, is how I balance my life. Like, I set hard deadlines for myself. I'm a very, like, last-minute person and I'll, like, crush things out last minute if they need to be done. And that's not really the healthiest. I, I try my hardest to like get in a workflow that works for it, but it just doesn't work for me. And then I end up putting out all of the content that is supposed to go out, but I end up recording it and all this stuff the day of and just stressing myself out. But it's, it works for me, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I, um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I totally relate to like, be, because in May, 2019, I quit my job. Um, okay. That I was- like so miserable at so miserable. And I was like, I'm going to take this online business full time. And I was like fired up, ready to go. I was like, this is going to happen. And then nothing happened. And I was like, shit. (laughs) But that first month, like when you're home, it's like, it sounds so good. Like, Oh, I work from home and it is great. But you end up like, you changing out of your pajamas first thing in the morning is something that I need to start doing because I stay in my PJs all damn day. And it definitely does make me feel like, oh, I can put this off. Oh, I don't have to rush that. Oh, I can just chill. And then it's like 5 p.m. And I'm like, what the fuck did I do today? Like, uh-huh. What did I do? I just crushed like two seasons of you. And like now I'm waiting for the third for 2021, but it's fine. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I totally relate to that. And it's just, yeah, I went through like the same thing essentially my first month after I quit my job. And I was like, what the fuck do I do with my time now? Like, like what? It's, the first month is so weird because like yeah. you feel like you're, you're so motivated and the first month is like the battle with yourself you're like yeah. am I gonna get my shit done or am I going to enjoy all of the time off that I haven't enjoyed in the past right year month like whatever yeah and most of the time you just sit there and you just enjoy all the time you have off which is also not a bad thing yeah but <laughs> yeah for sure sometimes yeah, like- sometimes it's rough Yeah. Like I finished my last day of work and then I went to LA the next day and I was like, this is great. Like (laughs) I don't have to worry about like going back to a job when I get home. Like I can, you know, just plug my business full time. And then I got back from LA and it was like vacation blues slapped me right upside the head. 
And that coupled with like, okay, well, what the fuck do I do? Like, what, what do I do now with all my time? And I just, I ended up feeling like kind of shitty for the first month because it was like, I don't know what I should be doing. Like, is there something I should be doing or should I just be doing what feels good to me? You know what I mean? So it's that fine balance for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. It's a very fine balance. Yeah. And I feel like that also ties into like the next question, which was the, are there things that I share or don't share Mm. online? And like, I'm a big proponent of sharing everything. Yeah. And I do that specifically so my audience knows that I'm not a robot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Something that we used to do on my channel was Cocktails with Carly, where I would sit there and I would make a drink and I would like bitch about things online. Yeah. One of my biggest things that I talked about was cardboard personalities. That's like what I like to call them, Mm -hmm. is people who are just like fake as fuck online, just like a bunch of curated feeds, have no personality, don't share anything about their lives except for their fucking like to know it, swipe up, reward style. And I'm like, okay, like I respect a girl in her bag, but like, this is boring. Like I'm not, bye, like not into it. Mm -hmm. So I love sharing things that are real online. Obviously I have the entire aspect of my online presence of the aesthetic feed and like the not looking like shit and all my photos and like all that kind of stuff like that's just comes with the territory but you can be real online and like have it work positively for you and I think it's so important I really really realized this two years ago I was sitting in my car after work and I had a complete like mental breakdown panic attack combo I was sobbing and the thing is too is like my mental health like I've never struggled with mental health really like I've never had depression I don't get anxiety like I just am not that person I think it's because inherently I'm a a glass is always full person Mm -hmm. and my life I'm just so thankful for it every day that I just somehow just don't get the plights of like depression or anxiety or anything Mm. but that one day like ripped me apart and it was for no reason too. Like I had a great day, like all this stuff, get in my car. And I had this overwhelming sinking feeling of not feeling like I was good enough or in the right place or doing the right thing. And I, it literally felt like a bottomless pit. I was like, no matter how much I like talk, tried to talk myself out of it, I couldn't. And I was sitting there in my car at fucking West Ed bawling <laughs> my eyes out. Yeah. And it was like 10 PM and I'm in my car just bawling and I was like holy shit like what do I do I storied it I storied the whole thing Mm -hmm. and when I tell people this I feel like people's first reactions are like why did you do that like that's such like a pity thing blah 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 and it's not because of that it's specifically the reason that I storied it specifically was because I don't have anything really to share on the note of mental health and before that like one incident because I had never experienced any problems. So I was like, I need to share this. So my audience knows that all of the time it's not brand deals and press trips, Yeah, you know, like that's not what being an influencer is 99% of the time. Like, like you said, it's a highlight reel, but there are so many times where I'm like, Ooh, like I don't really feel the greatest about being online, but you show up and you do it anyways. Cause it's your job. Mm-hmm. But this time that I had a breakdown, I was like, I really need to show it. So I storied the whole thing. 
about just how I was feeling and how I was feeling so helpless and so just wrong in this life path. And I was like, I've been doing this for five years. Like, is this not the right choice? Like, what the fuck? Like, I felt so lost and it's so crazy because it was like a really good year of my life. And I was just like so defeated for no reason. And so ever since that moment, I share the good, the bad, the all of that kind of stuff, my opinions that people might not like, my sides of things that people might not like. And like people will come for me in my own DMs and be like, I can't believe you shared that or blah, blah, blah. And I'm literally, the thing is, is like, I respect other people's opinions, but like, if you're going to consistently be pushing yourself on me in a negative light, like I don't want you in my life. Mm-hmm. So there has been so many people where they've been like, I can't believe you shared this, blah, blah, blah. And I go, Hey, I understand this might be not your cup of tea. You're totally feel like you're totally free to unfollow me. You don't have to be here. Just know that this is my own opinion. I respect your own opinion, but at the end of the day, this is my space where I'm going to be myself. And Mm -hmm. if you don't like it, the easiest thing that you can do is unfollow me. And I'm not hurt. Like I'm not hurt over some spilt milk or like a lost follower. It's not a big deal. But what I do really preach is transparency. Mm -hmm. And recently um, I put up a tweet. This happened literally two days ago. My mom, I got a crop top in the, in PR from this company and my mom was like, that crop top will not fit you. And I was like, it, it literally is fine. So I try it on and she's like, that doesn't fit you. And I was like, oh my God, it's literally fine. Yeah. And she, she's like, do you think you have a psychological disease that allows you to not be able to see that? And I was like, are you fucking kidding? Oh, and at the end God. of the day, this stems from her own insecurities and all right. that kind of stuff. And I under, understand it, but it also sucks to hear, right? Totally. So the next day, and the thing is too, so I post six times a day on TikTok. And the next day, I'm so known for like my confidence, my dance videos, and my energy on TikTok, which is like who I am as a person. But mm-hmm. that day I was like, well, I have to get the content out, but I'm really not feeling it. Like I'm yeah. not feeling being fake. So I did all of my iconic dances that I do just like with a straight face, just not feeling it. And my whole audience was like, girl, are you okay? And I'd done a story time about it. So people knew what was going on and everybody was so supportive and nice in the comments. And once again, like I didn't do that for a pity party. Like I could have just logged off social media and pity partied myself. But the reason I did that is specifically on TikTok is because people at that point had only seen me being this like happy, energetic person. Mm -hmm. And what I really want to do is share that it's not like that all the time. There's like shit that I go through. There's shit that they probably go through too that is like similar to what happened. Yeah. And like I wanted to share that with them. And so it was very well received. And and that's why, I don't know, I think transparency online is so key about everything. Mm -hmm. And I think like it should be more transparent about conversations like for example, money, sex, like all that kind of stuff. Like that stuff we should be able to talk about without feeling bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Without it feeling like icky to talk about. It's like, we all mm-hmm. fucking, we all have sex. We all use money. Like let's fucking chat about it. You know? Yep. A hundred percent. So, And this kind of like, I feel like we kind of answered this question going through your morning routine. Um, but I wanted to ask you, how have you used manifestation to reach your career goals as an influencer? So I know we talked about like your affirmations, you're praying on it, but is, are there any like specifics that you can give us? 
So this is actually funny that you asked me this because I used this three weeks ago when I lost my job. So for context, I've lost my job twice, (laughs) which had never happened to me until these last two years. And it really was the universe being like, bitch, this is not for you. Like corporate life is not your shit. And I was like, all right, fine. Yeah. So this is kind of what happened. I pitched my dream company in a DM being like, I would love to work with you in any way that I can. And it's so it's for influencer talent, talent partnerships. Mm-hmm. They do like celebrity influencers, like The Bachelor, like all these like mega influencers, all this kind of stuff. And so I was like, I would love to help in any way I can as an influencer or as like somebody who works there, like blah, 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 blah. I would just love to help. And it went unread for two weeks. And then I walked into my current job or like my most recent job, got fired, got in my car, got an email or a reply that was like, sure, send me an email. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) I send an email and they're like, we'd love to talk to you, blah, 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 blah. So we set up an interview and I'm shitting myself. I'm like, oh my fucking God. Like I've never felt like I've never felt so underqualified or whatever. I'm not underqualified, but like I never felt so like terrified for a job. I am so prepared. I crush interviews all the time. Yeah. But I think it's because I pitched myself and I was, and like it happened. And I was like, all right, sis, fuck. And this was like <laughs> shortly after, like in my subliminal, subliminal routine, one of them is like your dream career. And it's not something I was focusing on, but it was something that I liked to like just have in my subconscious. So it presented itself and it was like, hey, sis. And I was like, oh my God, okay. So <laughs> before this interview, I sat there like shaking not actually but like internally shaking yeah and I was like what the fuck am I gonna do so at that point I listened to my dream job subliminal again and at this point did my 15 this was like an hour before the interview (laughs) listened to my subliminal did my 15 minute meditation about visualizing my dream life all this kind of stuff I wrote it down I'm like a big proponent for writing your goals down too mm-hmm. and I nailed the interview and now I have a second interview and now I could be moving to LA in three weeks amazing so, Holy like shit. that is craziness and I guess it's not really me as an influencer it's me as like a person and my knowledge about the influencer marketing world yeah but like it's that's so shocking to me still. And yeah. it's so fresh. It's been three weeks. And like, I'm like, how is this my life? Like the, the CEO of this fucking company was like, Hey, what's your number? I'll give you a call. And I was like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. What? So she literally called me one day and I was like, hello. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was so crazy. So I was like, fuck manifestation is the real deal. Like, obviously I'm qualified. Obviously I wouldn't have like pitch yeah. myself and like all this stuff i think people get a wrong idea about manifestation they're like you can just sit there and wish and like blah 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 blah, right. blah. like obviously i had the qualifications and the drive to do xyz yeah but the universe also brought it to me in a way that i was able to achieve it type yeah of thing exactly for sure. So let's talk about creating content. And I want to know, like, what's your number one tip for creating content that resonates with your audience? Like, how do we create the biggest impact and reach through our content? Not necessarily like getting niche with it, but just in general, like, what do you think is really 
just the, the jam behind creating the biggest impact that we can. So this sounds so like selfish and like egotistical of me, but I create content that if I wasn't me, I would like to see, you know, a hundred percent. Like I, I make content that if I was me in an alternate universe and I saw it, I'd be like, I fuck with that. Yeah. And that's the kind of people that I want in my life. Like, and that sounds, I feel like that sounds so like egotistical. I want like copies of me in my life that agree with like all my shit, but like, that's not what I mean. <laughs> um, I just like, I don't know. I want people who have the same values as me or want to have the same understanding of things as me, or like at least respect that I have a different opinion on things. And I feel like by making content that is authentic to myself, it translates to people that are also authentic to themselves mm-hmm. and creates the community that I have. Yeah. Now, that being said, I have done like tons of like ideal audience exercises and I do that like in my corporate social media and my personal social media, blah, 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 blah. And I do create content that I feel like my ideal client, her name's Katie, mm-hmm. my ideal client would like. Um, and I make content from there, but most of the time I just make content that like resonates with myself. Like recently I posted a straight up picture of my ass on Instagram Mm -hmm. and I captioned it. I didn't even have to face tune these, which is like poking fun at the fact that like Instagram is so fucking fake Yeah, and all this kind of stuff. And I don't know. I just feel like if you can understand my humor and you appreciate an honest voice and like all that kind of stuff, then my little corner of the internet might be a good thing for you. But if you don't, then somebody else's corner of the internet might be a good thing for you. And I'm not mad about it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And I feel like this is a perfect segue into talking about haters. (laughs) And I know we kind of touched on like, you would have people, you know, message you like, why did you share that? And you're like, yo, you can unfollow. So what, what are your tips for dealing with, with negativity online because like everyone's got an opinion and everyone feels entitled to share it. Like I literally had someone come for me on an Instagram post the other day because I talked about like somebody told me that I looked expensive the other day and I was like, yeah, I had like my hair done and I had my Canada goose on and blah, blah, blah. And this person came for me because I mentioned Canada goose and they were like, those poor animals made for your jacket. And I'm like, look, like, that's not what I intended for you guys to take away from this. Like when I, you know, just let me live basically. But yeah. How do you deal with just people coming for you for just the, the, the craziest shit? So I feel like I am very adult about it now, but like two years ago I was that bitch. Like I've always had no filter and I also like don't really care too much about online stuff, Mm -hmm. which is like, ironic but like I don't really care too much about like people's big online opinions that they can like have behind their keyboard right but I was definitely the bitch that would blast it on social media yeah at like two years ago I was like if you are so bold that you want to be in my dms being rude how do you feel about being rude out in the open yeah like you want to have this conversation, have this conversation with everybody. You Mm -hmm. know, I was like very much that instigating like type of bitch and I don't regret it. And I think it shaped the community that I have today because Mm -hmm. they're like, all right, well, Carly's not going to sit here and get bullied by people online. (laughs) Like it's just not going to happen. Yes. 
I think it was, I guess, I don't want to say beneficial, but kind of beneficial <laughs> for me in that moment. Right. But now that I've grown up online, I definitely like to deal with it privately unless it's really, really like disgustingly rude, which hasn't happened in a very long time. I honestly haven't had a lot of haters recently, but um, most of the time I'll just deal with it in the DMs. Like people sometimes don't like the opinions I share and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, oh my God, last year when Alberta was like on fire or like when BC was on fire and Alberta was just like smacked with all of the smoke. Yeah. I was like, okay, yes, forest fires are natural disasters, but like, we also got to talk about the fact that like nobody fucking cares about the rest of the environment. And I went on this huge rant and like, I'm very passionate about single use plastics. Like, I don't think we should be living in a, a society that like just uses so much single use plastic like mm. in 2020 the ocean will be more plastic or 2022 the ocean will be more plastic than fish that's and like that's a problem yeah 100 percent. so i would talk about that online and people would be like carly you don't know anything about fucking global warming like it's not a fucking thing like that is a that is a hot topic on the internet so like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i'm not surprised but like i'd be like okay but like also I'm doing myself a disservice by not sharing what I believe in. Mm -hmm. We can have an adult conversation about this, but I'm not going to reply to you being malicious in like a positive way. And something that I actually, now that we're talking about this more, TikTok has been a low-key, very malicious app for me recently Mm. because I'm half black. And there was this whole song going around with the N-word being thrown out and like, my dad is like dark, dark. Mm -hmm. And my mom is like white, white. And like, if you've seen me on the internet, you're like, is this girl even half black? I'm like literally 50, 50. But my mom is like blonde, green eyes, white, white, white. Yeah. And my dad is like dark, dark. And I was like, I don't know how I ended up this color. Probably because I live in Canada. We have no fucking sun. (laughs) But (laughs) people are always coming for me. And like, I have people say the dumbest shit, like, like they're 10, like they're young, young. So yeah. like, I get it. But yeah. like when you have like 510 year olds coming for you, like <laughs> I've had people be like, you're not black. Jamaica isn't in Africa. And I was like, I know Jamaica isn't in Africa. What do you mean? <laughs> like, first of all, you need to learn your geography oh, before we can God. have this conversation. <laughs> Second of all, black is not a country. Yeah. But exactly. anyways, so <laughs> Like, I remember distinctively, this was a couple days ago, someone was like, I just commented like how I was feeling and you're attacking me because I was like, black is a race. Africa is not the only place where black people come from. Right. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, please like actually educate before you comment. And they snapped back at me and they're like, well, like, I don't really like how you're speaking to me. Like, I like just said what I was feeling and like now you're attacking me and I was like no actually you came on this video to attack me and my race and what I can and can't say depending on the perceived lightness of my skin color and you expected me to be okay with it which is not true I don't have I I don't have to agree with your incorrect opinion right um (laughs) and I also don't have to feel good about it you know so I feel like that was a very adult thing, but also it really showed 
the person, I feel like there was no impact. It was a very, very good reply, but no impact because they were like 10. But like, (laughs) but like, I was like, I like, just because you have your own opinion doesn't mean that I have to agree with it, especially when it comes to facts of my own fucking race. (laughs) But like, exactly. But I was like, look, like you can come on here and be like, I'm sharing my opinion, but like your intention was to be rude. And that is just not something I'm, I'm here for. If you want to have a conversation, we can have a conversation, but don't come at it maliciously. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I really try to explain to people before I even deep dive into anything with them is diffuse the situation. Because if you call people out for being an asshole first and they try to defend it with, it's my opinion, I'm like, okay, yeah, but you came on here to make me feel like shit. So what is it? Yeah. Is it your opinion or are you trying to make me feel like shit? Yeah. And then you'll be surprised how many people backpedal once they've been called out on that. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. So you can talk shit over the internet and what, and that's also like a big thing too, is like, it's the fucking internet. If somebody's going to come up to me, that's a different, that's a whole different story. Yeah. But like when it comes to haters, like it's the fucking internet at the end of the day, do they pay your bills? Do they land your brand deals? Do they shoot your content? Do they blah, 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 blah. Like, right no so like why is it important I literally have so many other things going on in my life that if I took time to listen to the haters or like even interact with them I would be doing fucking nothing in my life yeah just have the blinders on just have the blinders on don't listen to people yeah don't take it don't take it too seriously too because I know a lot of people take that shit to heart but like it's so insignificant in your overall path of life that like fucking Susie from down the road doesn't like you like okay like sorry yeah shit like (laughs) I hope you like brandy up the road like who cares (laughs) yeah exactly fuck and I find because it's something that I I don't want to call it a fear because I don't want to be afraid of it but I'm like okay with my own journey just becoming a personal development influencer and I mean I've even when I'd like just talk to people about like my business. And they're like, Oh, well, what are you doing now? And I give them the spiel and they're like, they're like, okay, but like, <laughs> what are you actually going to do with your life? And I'm like, this is it, man. Like I'm telling you, this is it. Yeah. yeah. Like this is it. So, and I know that like, as my business grows, as my following or whatever grows, I'm going to be met with different opinions that don't jive with mine. And so it's a new territory for me because I always grew up like people pleaser, like never create any sort of conflict or confrontation. And I would just always like, I put myself on the back burner and what I actually wanted to do and talk about, like, I've known about manifestation for a decade, but it was only the last year that I was like, let me do something with this, even though it's scary as fuck, because no one is going to know what I'm talking about. They're going to think I'm fucking bananas. I'm probably going to be thrown like in the mental ward or something like it's, you know what I mean? But now I think the more and more I just push myself to talk about it and share it with people, even if people's opinions are like, okay, but like, what are you actually going to (laughs) do? Okay. Yeah. Right. It's like, okay. I just need to, like you said, put my blinders on, just focus on what I know is my truth. And at the end of the day, if I'm cool with me, like who, who fucking cares? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And so Last question for you. This has been such a great interview. I'm so excited for this to come out. Um, so your confidence and your energy is so contagious. Like every time I watch your TikToks, I'm just automatically in a better mood, like a hundred percent. 
<laughs> so what tips can you give, I guess, well, me, it's a little bit of a selfish question, but what <laughs> tips can you give me and the audience on curating your confidence, like through body positivity, through just showing up unapologetically? What do you think has like really helped you with being comfortable with that? You know, what's so crazy is I never set out to be anybody's body positivity idol. Like I it just showed up as yeah. the person that I am. And I was like, this is me. And it's so crazy. Cause like, obviously dance is a very body image driven sport. Yeah. Um, if you want to be a professional dancer, you have to be skinny, which is not like that anymore. But like in the times it was like, you want to be a, a ballerina, you better be 90 pounds type of thing. Mm. And I was just never that bitch. And so that's why I gravitated to musical theater as a thing, like for one, just because it was just more exciting and more accepting. Yeah. But I literally, so also cheering in the CFL too is like very hard on a body image because you sit there in like crop tops and short skirts to football. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was incredible. I had a great time. And then right after that, my body, I went through like second puberty. I gained like 60 pounds in four months. My doctors could never explain it. Nobody could ever explain it. I'm in a, like, I've been at the same weight now for like two years, but like my body was just like, surprise bitch. And I was like, you really going to do this to me? Yeah. <laughs> my skin, me like this? <laughs> literally my skin broke out. It was the worst acne I've ever had in my life. And I was like, am I 14 or am I 20? Like what's going on? And so anyways, that was hard to deal with. Cause I was like, holy shit. Like I literally just gained 60 pounds. My body is so different. Yeah. And I hated it. I remember I auditioned for, um, the team again and I was so self-conscious that I went to Sephora and got like an extra full coverage foundation to like cover my stretch marks. Cause mm. I was so so self-conscious and that was a turning point for me because I was like why the fuck am I doing this yeah like I don't need to be doing this and it's hard growing up especially in a family too like my mom consistently has put me down about my weight and like I said before that it doesn't come from like a me thing it comes mm. from like a her thing totally and like it sucks because like that's her own family but I've learned to just kind of deal with it. Yeah. So when I started just dancing on TikTok, like it wasn't a foreign concept to me. Like when I broke up with my ex, like I was having a lot of sex and um, I was like, yeah, I'm hot as shit. Like I'm so cute. Like I've got huge tits. My ass is nice. Like I'm thriving. Like I'm having a good time. I never thought about not being the ideal body standard mm -hmm. ever. I was just like, I love myself the way I am, bitch. Like, obviously there's so many things that I wish I could change. Like, I wish my jaw would unlock after four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck. I've been following your, your jaw lock journey. <laughs> yeah. It's been so bad. But anyways, um, like I wish my jaw would unlock. I wish I didn't have back rolls. Like, you know, like it, that's normal. So yeah. many people think like that, mm -hmm. but I've never been the person to like really, really hate my body. And so when I started showing up on TikTok, like in crop tops and like being like a not ideal body size, it was such a weird thing because people labeled me as confident. I never like gave myself that label, nothing. People were just like, oh my God, you're so confident. And it like low key was kind of backhanded, obviously, because people were like, oh, like you're 
fat and you're dancing mm. and you're like blah 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 and I was like no nah, like this is just me like I wish yeah. you guys knew me in real life because like I'm just like that I don't give a fuck about like anyone this sounds like bad but like I don't give a fuck about anybody but myself at the end of the day like if I'm serving myself and I'm happy and I'm happy doing the things that I'm doing then life is great yeah so it's so crazy. So that started happening and it happened and it happened and it happened. And then I had a video hit like 1.2 million views and the comments in this, people were like, you are so incredible. I'm so happy to like see a body type like mine on TikTok. Cause like, like I said, TikTok is like ruled with like 17 year olds who haven't like gone through puberty who are still like in their high school skinny. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, damn. And then it kept going it didn't stop. People were like, your confidence is everything. Like, I love seeing like somebody with a body type on my TikTok. I would never mention it. All of my captions would be unrelated. I would never say anything about it. Cause I was like, I don't think it's right for me to claim this, this person. Yeah. And kept going, kept going, kept going. Still hasn't stopped. I'm still in there. I've accepted it at this point, but it's because so many people started reaching out to me and they were like, Carly, like seeing you with your energy and your confidence on TikTok has made me love myself more. Mm -hmm. And it's made me realize that I don't have to be this perfect beauty standard and I don't have to blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> I still don't try to create content that is specifically tailored to body positivity mm -hmm. because like I said, I feel kind of imposterish because I didn't try to be there. I just am there. And I'm going yeah. to continue to just show up as the person I am. Mm -hmm. And if that is making a positive impact and changing people's lives, then that's incredible. Yeah. But like when it comes to like my confidence and my energy and like creating, like curating your own body confidence, I would just say, <laughs> this is such a funny tip. Get ready naked every morning. <laughs> because I when I was in the CFL, I had to literally look at myself in like a like a bra and a skirt every day and be like, all right, this is what I'm wearing to the game Yeah, every day. And like 90% of my body is out. And I'm just like, all right. At that time I didn't care. Yeah. And then, so every day I wake up and I just stare at myself in the mirror and I'm like, all right, go ahead. And I throw some music on. I have like, I'm very like musically affected. So if I'm like having a good day, like I have a playlist called celebrate life and it's like a great playlist, like of all these songs that make me feel really good. Mm -hmm. So I wake up in the morning, I'll play that. Like if I'm not really feeling myself while I'm getting ready, but like my biggest tip, get ready naked every morning. Like you're your own biggest critic mm -hmm. and forcing yourself to look at yourself every day. It will help your overall body image of yourself because you sit there and you're like, okay, well, I don't like this. I don't like this. But if you see it repeatedly over and over and over again, you kind of get desensitized to the things that you don't like about yourself. And it starts to shift into a mindset of things you, you do like about yourself. Mm. You know, like you wake up and you're like, oh, okay, like, cool. Like I'm kind of crushing it today. Like I am not bloated. You know, when you wake up and you're like the prime skinny in the morning yes. like you're like my body is like Mwah, kiss. <laughs> and so that is also like the best time to do it because that's when you feel the best about yourself so yeah. you're like subconsciously reprogramming yourself to feel the best about yourself at any time yeah you know 
because like your perception of yourself is when you're at your quote unquote best self right in the morning and you feel good and like all this kind of stuff. So that is like a funny tip that like works. I feel like. I'm going to try that. For sure. I definitely don't get ready naked. I mean, I told you I don't change out of my pajamas. So number one, (laughs) need to get ready and two, (laughs) get ready naked. I'm going to try that for sure. It's actually, it's like so fun. It's so freeing. I close my bathroom door. I blast my music and I just like have a a great time. Yeah. It's so fun. And I love how you said like music just, it, it just makes you feel some type of way. And I'm the exact same way. Like I have a playlist for everything, always listening to music. Like my fiance is like, can you take your fucking headphones out? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like I'm jamming. Like you got to <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> no, <laughs> like love you, but no. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I totally resonate with that. I just think there's something just to be said about the way that music makes you feel. And I know we're kind of like getting off topic here, but it's just, it's so fucking true. It's so true. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right. Well, Carly, this was literally one of my most favorite interviews I've ever done ever. Like not even just on the podcast, just in general and like my (laughs) life experience. And so I want my audience to be able to connect with you and where can they find you online? You can find me everywhere online at Your Girl Carly, which is Y-O-U-R-G-I-R-L-K-A-R-L-Y. It's the Carly that trips everybody up, but my <laughs> name is spelled K-A-R-L-Y. So um, you can find me on Instagram. I have a YouTube channel. I have a TikTok. I have a blog. Um, and then I also run a podcast. Um, I run a sexual wellness and lifestyle podcast called Hey Bitches. So you can check that out too, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Amazing. All right. Thank you so fucking much for coming on the pod, Carly. And who knows, maybe I'll be on Hey Bitches one day. We'll see. We'll see. I hope so. I feel like it'd be fun. (laughs) All right. We will chat later. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Of course. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode on the Quit the Shit Mindful Manifestation Podcast. If you find yourself wanting more mindful manifestation goodness, then just head to my show notes for all the information on my socials, where you can follow me, and how you can become the master creator of your dream reality. Now go out there and quit your shit.